Welcome back to C3. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. This is episode number two for tonight. Jordan, did you find anything that gave you depression in the last hour? My dog pooping all over the floor in intermission. Yeah, so Jordan just got a puppy today. And it was meant to be a one-year-old, fully trained, potty-trained pug, and she's actually that was five good with months being old. Crate trained as well. And is in fact not potty trained. Oh, she does pretty good with the crate. She's very calm, very nice, loves people. She's when she goes outside, she's good. Like she knows not to step in it. But I don't know her tells or anything. But I was also expecting like a potty trained dog, just having to learn yeah, what her. And keys she's were. in fact a brand new puppers. It'll be okay though. She'll figure it out. But she is in Jordan's lap right now since this is day one in the house. I for, I apologize for the little piggy snorts that you hear in the background, but it's just what's going to happen so today. she's so cute. She is so cute. But yeah, I put her crate upstairs, but, you know, I didn't think it through because um, I hadn't put it upstairs yet. And I was like, oh, how am I going to do this with us recording? <laughs> and with her little, I don't want to give her separation anxiety too early. So, right. Especially on the weekend. After just leaving her previous family of five months, so her little snorts. Jordan picked some unsolved stuff for this week. Well, not week. Yeah, I guess it will be a week from now that it gets posted. Yeah. Two weeks from now. She picked, she wanted unsolved, but then she told me she was doing an update for another case. So I'm like, is it solved now? Because it was unsolved. Semi-unsolved? There's no trial yet. Okay, so but, we're and leading to a... Potentially a solved, because there was an update as of, like, January this year, okay. which I, at first I didn't know that until I was looking at the case. But, yeah, like, there's a suspect, but is it really the right guy? Like, there's just a lot of things in the case still. Okay, so... so like, potentially... Mine's unsolved. I understood the assignment she gave. I thought I understood the assignment until literally I was almost done, and then I saw this last article on CNN, and I was like... <gasps> And then I kept Googling and multiple news outlets have That's reported on it. That's happened to us a lot over the course of this podcast, though, is we look at something and we're like, oh, shit, there was just an update or it's updated like two months later. It's yes. Cool. So love it. But I did not mean to misinterpret the assignment, but I was already too committed to go back. So I was like, <laughs> it is what it is now. Well, I'm going to be covering the 2009 disappearance of the Jameson family. Have you ever heard of it? It sounds lightly familiar. So maybe, maybe not. Probably because you were pretty heavy into true crime before Yeah, I ever discovered it was a thing. So in 2009, the Jameson family was living in Eufaula, Oklahoma. The family consisted of Bobby Jameson, 44, his wife, Sherilyn Jameson, 40, and their daughter, Madison. For whatever reason, wherever I was looking at didn't have her age, but she was little. Sources say that the family had a high standard of living, but were potentially living above their means. So, like, what? I do know this. Potentially living above their means, and I'm assuming that means, like, living living the rich life. but Using a lot of girl money that they don't have. Yes. They had access to girl money that I don't have access to. Yeah, and it's money. a good thing you don't have access to girl money because then you'd be in the same boat as them, basically. <laughs> you mean... When your friends tell you, it'll help your credit. So I used girl money to get a puppy and then couldn't afford to live anymore. Yeah, basically. So, girl money. So they were not only living above their means, well, supposedly, 
they were extremely religious and paranoid about spirits. Now, none of the articles said what type of religious they were because it gets a little confusing here in a little bit, but both Bobby and Sherilyn were unemployed and on disability. Bobby had been in a car accident in 2003, and Cheryl struggled with depression after her sister had died. In a, mm. I forget how her sister died, but it was wild. Got some trauma. Oh, it was a freak bee sting accident. So I don't know if that means she got stung once and was allergic and died, or if she got like attacked by a nest. But it was nonetheless from a bee sting. Yikes! Okay, period. Love that. The for nor her. for me. Yeah, same. Not only did she struggle from depression, but she also struggled while she was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder and did mm. not take her medication. Oh, that's fucking rough. Which, I don't know why people do that. Don't get diagnosed if you're not going to take your medication. I know the the false like why the fuck am I on this? I'm so fine, and I know <laughs> and that's like, like a big thing. not fine anymore. And so then it becomes not fine, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like in your head, you're like, I don't fucking need this shit. I'm normal because it's working. <laughs> don't don't listen to that part of your brain because that's my problem. Coming sometimes. from a psych employee, just take your medication, please. Mm, literally, I don't want to see you. <laughs> please, it, with the best intentions, I don't want to see you. <laughs> Thanks, um, XOXO. No job security for me. So it was in 2009 that they decided we're looking to leave Ufala. The plan was to move to San Boys. I don't know where that is. And live in metal shipping containers after purchasing a 40-acre plot of land. So this is where shit gets, like, weird for me. So, like, like, trying to build a Twilight House without the Twilight House, but with shipping containers, Twilight House style. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure what the goal there was, because I've seen people make some really cool pools out of shipping containers and mm. i fucks with that like that sounds fun and i've mm. but i just mm-hmm. don't understand how you're gonna live out of them i mean throw some insulation on that bitch i guess i don't I, fucking I know i don't even know so the day of the disappearance they were planning on visiting the property and did not want the real estate agent to attend with them which again another weird thing like, there's some really weird shit here they were last seen on october 9th 2009 it mm. went unnoticed that they were missing because they were a private family Mm-hmm. rarely reached out to people and it was October 17th that everybody then became worried because the family's abandoned truck was found it was found with their dog mm-hmm. but the poor baby it was luckily she while she was dehydrated and she was on the brink of starvation she did survive good I don't know where she went I'm assuming to a family member or something mm-hmm. maybe a shelter but findings in the vehicle included the family's coats Weird again because it's cold as fuck out mm. at this current point in time. Maps, a GPS system, and about $32,000 in cash. Hmm. All these things are, well, I guess the GPS and maps kind of make sense, but the coats and cash are confusing because it was cold enough to get hypothermia and who's just going to leave yeah. $32,000 in cash? Me, they apparently. deployed a search party that included search dogs, people on horseback, helicopter patrols, and various other things. I think I read somewhere that the search party had over 300 people. Mm-hmm. So conditions were not in favor of the search. The terrain was mm. difficult, wet, muddy, and cold. And there were cliffs and stuff like that that were hard to navigate. The sheriff stated, I think they were forced to stop and got out of the truck to meet someone they recognize. And I think they either left willingly or by force. Mm. One witness stated that there were fresh tire tracks leading away from the truck. Another witness, also the last known person to see them, said that he never saw them come back down the mountain or anyone else drive up or down it. 
So then we have our potential leads causes. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. include their pastor gave authorities information that Bobby told him he was seeing spirits around his home and even asked if there was a bullet made to kill them. Mm. Well, he reportedly had a satanic Bible that he was reading to help ward off the spirits. So this is where I get confused. So like, it says they're extremely religious. Maybe he's trying to understand the demons by reading their Bible to be like, booga booga bitch. (laughs) So if I read your Bible, I can like reverse psychology. Yeah, just be like, oh my God, twins. And they'll be like, fuck, this isn't what I wanted. And then they'll leave. The family had trouble with a friend that was staying with them as well. And Sherilyn had forced the man to leave by gunpoint and apparently even I mean, fired bullets near his feet. Depending on what he did, kind of understandable. Yes, but then now we lead to a potential yeah. murder for a murder. And, True. But police did interview said person. It wasn't named who it was. Mm-hmm. And then did rule them out pretty quickly. Yeah. Sherilyn also claimed that someone had poisoned her cats in the weeks prior and spray painted, witches do not like it when their cats are killed on the shipping container that they had planned to live in. Nice. So that's is where extra confusion comes in because I'm like, they said they were religious almost as if they were Christian. Then we have a satanic Bible. And now we're bringing witchcraft into it because she's talking about witches. So family and troubles also included the Jamesons pulled Madison out of kindergarten and mm-hmm. then were planning to sue the school district. It is not stated why they were going to sue them. Mm-hmm. Bobby also filed a lawsuit against his parents in 2009 with claims that his father tricked him into working for free. I can't... Something about there was a business and at some point in time, Bobby was going to get like claims to said business, but it never happened, I guess. There were also rumors that Bobby and Sherilyn were meth users, but it could not be proven when the truck and home were searched and there was no traces of evidence of them purchasing or selling meth themselves. Mm. But drugs would make a little sense for the weird shit that's kind of going on because it almost sounds like some kind of psychotic break could have happened. So there is also footage of them loading up the vehicles in a what said trance-like state. I watched it, but it's like very glitchy, so I didn't fully understand it. And then there was a brown briefcase that Sherilyn loaded into the vehicle, however, that briefcase has not been able to be located. Hmm. So that could be honestly the missing piece of evidence that like could be either damning or just make a little bit more sense as to what happened to the family. Yeah. It is also believed that they could have been kidnapped along with rumors of a potential group suicide. That's a little scary if it's so a group me, suicide, especially on, with the child with that month's a little. But it, maybe he was a family annihilator that could have been happened, True. especially like because we've seen it a lot where someone in specifically happens with fathers a lot where they become family annihilators because they were too ashamed of their money issues. Yeah. And they just take out the whole family instead of it, having dude, to deal with it. Dude, for real. So maybe something like that could have happened. But this next part is where it gets kind of extra weird. So in 2013, the remains of the family were found by deer hunters. The remains had been found about three miles from where the truck was left, which is a little confusing for me because it's always weird as fuck to me when... Someone goes missing and the remains are found years later, like mm-hmm. not far at all. From, it's like, how did you miss them? The especially with like surge parties and shit. And like dogs. And, yeah. It so, definitely gives like someone put it there after the fact. Like mm-hmm. after knowing the search was over, they were like, mm, there you go. Or maybe, the, I don't know, they just didn't search thoroughly enough because that could happen. Or maybe that just happened to be the one piece that they missed. Yeah. But it's weird because all three were laying side by side in the dirt, face down. Yeah, which is also weird because like why are that's you like all... planted yes they confirmed in july of 2014 that the bodies that were found were the jameson family so the options currently remain murder suicide 
There was rumors of potential ritualistic cult killings. Cheryl's mother, I think, is the one that believed in that. And then there was also a drug deal gone wrong, which are all the options. So, See, a drug deal gone wrong would make sense with the missing briefcase because that could have been where they were keeping drugs and money. Missing briefcase, but what drug dealer is going to leave $32,000 cash? Like, you mean to tell me they weren't going to also rob their vehicle and see or maybe they robbed like a good amount of it <laughs> maybe but like i mean they if they were money, off money. the grid you know what i mean like maybe that was just something that like they missed like they thought they got it all but then there's just all this weird shit about yeah. like satanic bible but here's the thing how were the was his body also laying like arms down by mm-hmm. his side like kind and of thing the there was no cause of death to be determined because of the advanced decomposition of the bodies however the only person who had any indication of any injuries was bobby he had a little pinhole or like some type of hole in the back of his skull which could have been a bullet hole but it also could have been from animal animals predation. picking on everything yeah i don't know because the only thing i can think of is like what did they do drink the kool-aid and shoot the kit it, like it just doesn't make sense yeah no it doesn't. in my head with them being placed like that for it to just be like suicide or like family and i yeah like, he would have to, like, be like, okay, and then if I do, like, if I pull my toe with, like, the string, like, it's just a whole setup, That's and I feel why, like they would have found to it. To me, it's the ritualistic cult killings honestly could make more sense because yeah, and of since the they had the Bible and everything, too. Bible and... Yeah, and they just happened to be the ones that were, mm-hmm. they were like, There's yeah, definitely some weird-ass mental health shit going on, too. Definitely. Though. Definitely some weird mental health shit. Definitely kind of scary. Unsolved. Don't know what to do yeah, with that. Yeah, definitely. But that one always, like, throws me for a loop, because I don't like the fact that, like, they're all side by side, arms down and shit next mm-hmm. to each other and like that. Their car was found. Nothing wrong with the car. But yeah, it's like they just showed up there, chilling in the car. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very mm, bombastic side. Mm-hmm. But I am going to be covering the Delphi murders, which on Valentine's Day of 2017, the bodies of Abigail Williams and Liberty German were discovered near the Monon High Bridge Trail parts of the Delphi Historic Trails in Indiana. After the girls had disappeared from the trail the previous day, the murderers received obviously extensive media coverage, which is partially due to a video and audio recordings that were released by law enforcement law enforcement that came off of Liberty's phone, which this recording is believed to be the killer. So at 1.35 on the 13th, 13-year-old Abby and 14-year-old Liberty were dropped off by Libby's older sister, Kelsey, on County Road 300 east of the Hoosier Heartland Highway. I feel like topic as fuck, but do you remember the show? Well, did you ever watch the show The Nine Lives of Chloe King when it was on ABC Family? Yes. Briefly, your nails are giving when they <laughs> extend their little cat claws. <laughs> Jordan got her nails done and I haven't seen them, so I just didn't inform her. So it's chrome with like the cat eye on top of it, because I was like, make it as fucking crazy as possible. Because I don't, I don't think chrome's reflective enough for me, so I like double layers, Mm -hmm. and it's like an ombre, so it's like aggressive when it hits the light. So it's straight up, she's given whatever that was the (laughs) The vibes. There you go. Yeah, continue. So the girls were hiking on Mon High Bridge over Deer Creek into Deer Creek Township. At 2.07 p.m., Libby posted a photo of Abby walking the bridge. After this, they were never heard from again. So that's terrifying. Like, their last post is them hanging out. They were reporting missing at 5.30 p.m., where they had failed to meet Libby's father at 3.15 p.m., and the families initially searched for the girls themselves before calling the police, and then authorities 
quickly searched the area and they did not find or initially like think that there was foul play because they couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, two hours is not. A yeah, they were kind of just like, okay, for them to be like, maybe they just ran away, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the parents were on it, they knew it wasn't normal behavior. Cops were also like, okay. Like, mm, not, we don't see anything. We could stand when off. the cops believe the parents when they say my child did not run away. Yeah, we love that, but not these. So this changed when they found the bodies of the girl around noon the next day, about a half a mile east of the bridge that they were at, and the bodies were found on the north bank of Deer Creek. The details of how they have been murdered have not been released, and honestly, I don't think I would have covered them because they were kids. Like, I will never be like, and this is how this kid was killed. Like, no. I can't say the same for me because I definitely covered ch- child murders already, I yeah. think. I know but. I definitely covered one of abuse, but that was her story. Mm-hmm. Like, she needed her story told, and I was not holding it back. But, like, these girls, like, we're just on a fucking walk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, awful. I don't know. I'm very, and unfortunately, when, like, I think of this case, I have, like, a gut feeling, allegedly, I'm going to say this, that it, like, is essay related and i would never cover I that for a child that that's I have why i got feeling about that which is why anytime it's really mentioned on children i just like yeah. leave it at essay and then move on yeah that's why like i really wouldn't i don't want to cover stuff like this because i feel like anytime unfortunately it's like with any kind of child that's always involved and i hate that yeah so i'm just like skirt right past what's going on But as early as February 15th, the Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of the individual who had reportedly been seen um, near the trail. The photograph captures a grainy male, his hands in his pocket, head down, walking along the bridge towards the girls. And a few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the double homicide. So then fast forward to February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording, which this I remember being like the thing that everybody's like, what did he say? What does he sound like? Blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody was losing their shit over it. Where the suspect, very muffled, is heard to say, down the hill. Is he talking to them? Is he talking on an AirPod, like, letting them know, like, somebody else? Like, fucking crazy talking to himself. Like, everybody was speculating what this meant. I believe that he was telling them to go down the hill. I think so, too. I think that was right before he he got to, like, he was on his way to them. And they were like, oh, what the fuck? Not realizing Mm. that it was to them, but he was talking to them. Okay. So I have another... Yeah. Completely unrelated. I love it. That's fuck. Because I just got a notification on my phone that someone's at my ring doorbell. And I want you to know, I don't know what's wrong with it, but anytime there's a motion, my doorbell camera starts saying, doesn't matter who's there, sorry, but we are not interested. Sorry, but we are not interested. So when fucking FedEx is delivering packages, DoorDash, or even I'm just standing there, it on repeat says we're not interested, like we're in there hitting the button to tell people to leave. And I just know that someone's going to be like, well, fuck you then and leave off with our Do you packages need to like reset point. it? I don't know. I Do don't... you want to take the batteries out and like, put it back in? My boyfriend's the one in charge of it, so I was like, you need to fix that shit because it's going to get us in trouble one yeah, of these I think days. you probably need to take the batteries out and then, like put them back. It's and... just kind of funny though. It is funny though as fuck, but like someone's gonna steal your shit one day like they're gonna some, be like you know what fuck you you didn't even take me good anyway i'm taking this food i told him someone's gonna come up with like a fifty thousand dollar check for us and then leave because it says sorry we are not interested <laughs> one of those like fucking solicitation things where they're like you want 50 crate for life and you're gonna be like sorry not interested thank you <laughs> you're gonna be like wait 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 i changed my mind i changed my mind but in a news conference the officials credited the source to Libby's phone taking the video and they also regarded her as a hero for having had the presence of mind and fortitude to secretly record the exchange which what's even 
I don't want to say worse about this, but these girls both love true crime. So like they're already like thinking, thinking, thinking. So thank God they had like the the wherewithal to do this. But like how fucking sad that they saw a man coming towards them and they're like, holy fuck, get your phone out and record, take a photo. Mm-hmm. That's the world that we live in. Like that's unfortunately fucking unfortunately the world that we live in. That is fucking sad. But I love that the girls were there enough to yeah to do that for themselves but the police have indicated multiple times that additional evidence from the phone has been secured but they will not release anything further and there will not be a compromise until there is a trial which at the time of this there was a reward set for forty one thousand dollars um if anything was bought on july 17th they did a initial composite sketch of someone sought out to be the person then the sketch was apparently created from eyewitness accounts of a hiker on the trails of the day that the girl vanished. So other people that are around were like, there was this guy, this is kind of what he looked like, and they got it together. On April 22nd, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case, and they released a new sketch of the subject while urging the public to look at the sketch, listen to audio, and watch how the man walks on the bridge, and then send a tip through email. When watching the video, it could be that just like the angle of the video and that it's like bumpy terrain, but he kind of has like a weird gait, but how many times have we heard about people changing simple things like that to throw people off of finding them? And unfortunately, if he's gone on this long, this probably isn't his first time doing something like nope, this to where they would know not. this. That he got really lucky. Literally, one of the two. But that's why they're like, do this, do these, like get everything refreshed, look at this photo, think of anybody that you know who might have something wrong with them. Like they're really trying to get people to pull from like their deep recesses of their mind. So they had good reason to believe that the subject would be hiding in plain sight because the sketch it's like kind of like a plain man's face it's nothing really spectacular like really like holy shit this guy has like a huge mole in the middle of his forehead. like there's nothing about him that's really striking so they just thought that they were around them but an additional plea was made for help to identify the driver of the vehicle that was left abandoned on the highway um, at the formal child services office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murder. So now they think that this vehicle that was left there is also his. So they're like, whoever this is, please just come forward and say yes or no. If, like, if you are not the killer, just tell us. Like, we just need to know. Mm-hmm. So that way they can cross it out. So then on July 23rd, 2019, a suspect who had been wanting for a kidnapping and rape in Tippecanoe County was named as one of the multiple subjects being investigated for the murder of Abby and Libby. And according to Carroll County Sheriff Toby Libanzi, the suspect had died by suicide the previous month. And then on April 27, 2021, the Indiana State Police detective names another person as a suspect of interest. So going on with like more developments on October 26, 2022, a suspect was taken into custody and appeared in court on the 28th. And on October 31st, they announced that the suspect had been charged with two counts of murder in the case and he had pled not guilty and his trial was scheduled to start on march 20th of 2023 but it had been postponed later in the year by the request of the defense team um the public defenders were appointed to represent the suspect so it's just regular schmegger people he doesn't have his own team we don't even have like no name or nothing they haven't given us a name or anything not yet this is the update this is where we got a name so this is like also crazy shit like not even a trial yet just like this guy is like is this gonna be a curveball too or is it going to be like oh that tracks i mean on october 29 2022 judge francis goal issued an order 
to unseal the probable cause affidavit that led to the suspect's arrest, so he wanted it to be public knowledge. According to the redacted document, the video footage recovered by Libby's phone shows one of the victims mentioning gun, quote-unquote, as a man wearing a dark jacket and jeans approached them and ordered them to go down the hill. They believe that the suspect is this man in the video. They also found a 40 caliber unspent round less than two feet from one of the victim's body, but between the two victims, it was later determined that the round came from a gun owned by the suspect. Mm-hmm. So this is like he could have shot at them as well, which is kind of like scary because how did no one else in the area hear it? But at the same time, living in the South, I'll be and bringing groceries late. in. Late too. Yeah, it was like in the evening. And I mean, like, I'll be coming home from work or something, and I'll hear people, and I'm like, oh, they're either popping fucking corn cans or they're out in their property shooting. Like, you just, you get used to the noise. I don't know how Indian is. Could it be the same, though? A witness said that she did see the man walking away from the bridge wearing a blue-colored jacket and blue jeans, and he was muddy and bloody. Excuse me? And you chose not to say anything or, in that moment? I mean, she might have. This could have came out later. Like, they did hold a lot of information close to the chest, so she definitely could have came out as soon as it happened. But now we're just not finding now out Now we're finding it. out, but I'm definitely, like bombastic side eye if she didn't and this isn't that like girl what but i think it's just information is now coming out because this is also years later that we're getting this but it was reported that he also had parked his car oddly so it seemed like he was trying to hide his license plate and they said the description of the vehicle matched the vehicle that the suspect owned in 2017 so all these things to this guy that they have being held is starting to like add up so according to the probable cause affidavit the suspect was interviewed by police in 2017 and said he was on the trail that afternoon around two hours and the document also said that in a subsequent interview on october 22nd the suspect told authorities he had worn jeans and a black or blue jacket that day and had gone to the bridge to watch fish huh so so on december 2nd 2022 Judge Gull issued a gag order until January of 2023. Here we go. This is is where the update. Ain't nobody able to talk about this shit at all. Fucking shut down. No fucking news reporters. Attorneys can't talk. Nothing. Nobody can say anything. Not even the family. Like Nobody knows anything except for the people that are involved in the case. Okay. Okay. So like it's intense. So here I am like, okay, this is last known shit. Gucci. Plot twist. It's now January of this year. That was for January 23 is when it was to be released, right? So their defense attorneys argued in motion to move the trial out of Carroll County based on concerns of the juror's bias due to the attorneys described extensive media attention and highly publicized nature of the case in the local area. So now here we go. As an update, as of the 19th, okay? Because I did like last minute. Yesterday. Yesterday. You know, sometimes. Richard Matthew Allen who is 51, is the man accused of killing Libby German and 13-year-old Abby Williams. Richard what? Richard Matthew Allen. He has previously been charged with two counts of murder following his October 2022 arrest. So Admitted murders to wife? Mm-hmm. And it says, the Indiana man that allegedly killed two teenage girls on a hiking trail in 2017 admitted to the gruesome murders multiple times in prison. Mm-hmm. What? So he was originally charged in that October 22nd with the two counts of murder while committing or attempting to commit kidnapping. And the they amended the felony charges against him, including two new counts of murder and two new counts of kidnapping. The prosecutor, Nicholas McLean, 
who filed the request on Thursday, said that his motion to amend the That's charges him. more accurately aligns the charging information with the cause's discovery and possible cause affidavit. That is that man. Based off of that and who he really is, it, I see it. All I need to see. Now there's also confirmation bias because you see it and you put it next to a person. Is his true. nose and cheeks and yeah. this blurry ass picture. That's fucking him. Yep. That is wild. You know, because I was, because I just got like really into true crime. Mm-hmm. When was I working overnight at Walmart? Was it 2022? Why don't we start this podcast? We, did I work at Walmart when we started this podcast? Yeah, I did. But I wasn't overnight there, was I? No, I was back in mm, online grocery. Either way. Yeah. It wasn't very long before we started this podcast. I started listening thing. to a podcast called Down the Hill, mm-hmm. which is purely about this. It has interviews and mm-hmm. everything. And I kind of briefly got obsessed. I was like, have there been any updates? Because I needed to know. Uh-huh. Surprise, Shorty, so it's this me. this is so exciting because it's him. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> I know for sure. But also on Thursday, the Indiana Supreme Court issued an order restraining his originally appointed public defenders. So they issued an order reinstating his original public defenders. Okay. I was like, I was like damn, what, what the fuck? I was like, they went hard on the paint, didn't they? They did. So they also heard oral arrangements on a petition filed by Allen after Baldwin and Rosie withdrew their representation last October. Which was an unexpected turn of events. I think this is why the gag order was put into place because he lost all defense. They were disqualified as finding gross negligence by said attorneys in their representation of the defendant and replaced them with public defenders Robert Skirm and William Labrado. This second sketch even looks like him. Yeah. Like, had they added a couple more wrinkles to that? Mm. Yeah, that first sketch, I was like, that looks like fucking Edward from Twilight. It absolutely does. But the second sketch, that's, that's him. Yeah. Wow. I'm shook. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I said, I was like, okay, perfect, awesome. And then I was like, let me just do one more Google search. Got fucked. Okay, I I was like, this is unsolved or like not unsolved, but like we don't know who, we don't know what. Like everything was held so close to the chest. And then it was like, surprise, shorty. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? But we're given the update because these girls deserve to fucking have somebody put away for them. The person who did it. Not just anybody, but, you know. So, yeah, basically, they're just, like, there's just allegations of a man named Westerman, like, accused of using his phone to take crime scene photos, which were allegedly leaked and reportedly ended up in the hands of a YouTube content creator. Just a lot of leaked information, which is also why there was a gag order on the case. Like, just a lot of shit. But his trial will place take place in October or be moved to an earlier date. So, by October of this year, there will be... I need... A case. The trial tomorrow. Relatable. It's been how fucking long? We need it tomorrow. I just work here sometimes. I don't know why I'm so shook because like you told me beforehand that it was an update on this case and we were pretty sure we found the dude. But maybe it's because I looked up the pictures and I'm like, that's fucking him. That is him. Yeah. But I mean, the good thing is, is like, you know what I mean? Like, we know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely like. And now maybe they can pull eyewitnesses. Bombastic side. And do one of those, line up all these average white men, and then they're going to be like, it was that average white guy in the middle right there, and it's going to be him. It's me, so it's me. (laughs) But yeah, definitely, like, just very shocking. Like, I wasn't expecting that, especially with, like, 
having the like it makes sense why there was a gag order put in place for it because it was just very randomly cut off where we couldn't get more information but it also makes sense because they didn't know who the fuck did it but with the way they were asking for help from the public like that dude taking photos and getting leaked to youtube makes complete fucking sense and that's crazy mm-hmm. that you're just like ping 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 with your phone real quick at a fucking crime scene yeah, where like, a 13 and 14 year old girl were murdered right like get the fuck out of my face respectable can't you influence yourself into doing anything else not at all over it but yeah so still technically unsolved even though we know but he's not completely convicted yet and we don't know everything so it's still in the air but there officially is a name for who it is and hopefully justice for the girls will be done because they deserve it they do especially because it's fucking horrible Mm -hmm. to those girls but and i hope honestly that they're like what really happened to them never like comes out because they are so I mean, young. It's probably like probably going to. Or at least, like, it's very, like, this. Just very quick. Mm-hmm. And not, like, 88 stab wounds, 42 gunshot. You know, like, but just, like, full Typically, extensive. it's probably going to go out because in court and stuff like that, they go out yeah. with those little minor I don't know. Details. I'm hoping they'll, like, I don't know. At least for, like, the girls. So was he already in prison for murder then? Mm, he's just been chilling in there because they got him. They've just been waiting like they were gonna put him on trial, and then saying. they had no, to take his. He murdered somebody else, so was he already serving a sentence in jail for that? Well, no, he has new counts of murder, unless he did murder somebody else that you found. Because no, I he didn't. Did find... that's what? Um... Oh, see, I didn't find that part. So tell me this, T Queen. So documents unsealed Wednesday in the 2017 Delphi murders provide new insight to the case. They reveal. For the first time publicly, that investigators believe Abby Williams and Libby German were killed. Allen County judge assigned to oversee the case. Initial hold, please. Okay, so it says something about law enforcement recovered numerous items from Allen's property, including boots, multiple knives, sweatshirts, the Sig Sauer P226 that prosecutors believe link Allen to the case, multiple cell phones, an iPad pod, hard drive, laptop, and other electronics. Mm. A separate document revealed that Allen admitted to the murders on April 3rd, 2023, during a phone call with his wife. She ended the call abruptly, according to court documents. Investigators had the call transcribed, and the transcribe and the transcription confirms that Richard Allen admits that he committed the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. The document said he admits several times within the phone call that he committed the off offenses as charged he admitted them no less than five times allen's attorneys argued that he's under great physical and mental duress because of his time in captivity and don't believe his admission is reliable well you know what's crazy he killed a 14 year old and a 13 year old what about their duress allegedly he killed them but bombastic side i I thought it said he was a murderer beforehand. I know they redid his counts instead of like, they just reinforced it basically. Mm-hmm. In conclusion though, he admitted shit. it five times. But last time no. I was stressed out, which was today I did not admit to a murder. I did not commit on a phone call. So Me, I have not committed to a murder on a phone call. I am confused. I did admit to my dog that Colin did try to snap his neck four times because <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> Took her little neck and just four times she wouldn't Ambro. she wouldn't go down though. But every time he did it, he was like resetting her neck. He was like <laughs> actually a secret dog chiropractor. So like I'm just hire Colin for all your dogs. Don't do that. Get him a side hustle. Mine stresses me out. Hopefully but mine becomes a chill bitch. Thank you, Danielle Galley and Abby, for being here. Thanks, Queens. Mm, yeah, we love 
having three consistent listeners. I hope Abby's. I mean, I hope at Abby still listens. I don't know if she does or not. I mean, if you do, thanks for rocking with us. If you don't, it's okay. Eh, I guess. Yeah. Got to do. I what mean, you do. live your truth. Period. I'm here for the good time, hanging out with my <laughs> friend. <laughs> and I think as of next time, depending on how potty training goes, me and Jordan will probably be back in my comfort place the closet Woo! Um, go house. team go team go team a little studio and then maybe we'll have less background noise because mr thomas over there be laughing too loud and you know yeah be what it be it'd be like that and that's on murder period mm-hmm.